0: Hello, everyone. This is Myra with Holly Police Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. Summer is in full swing here in New Zealand. The locals are all talking about how hot it is. But these long, hot summer days are balanced with cool evenings and mornings. And I'm enjoying wearing a variety of clothing, a big change from Kauai. This month, we're beginning our exploration of the Gurvati Gunas, the ten pairs of opposite qualities that are present everywhere in nature and within us. As we experience ourselves and life, we use these qualities as a way to describe what we're feeling. The first and perhaps most important pair of opposites is cold, which is shita in Sanskrit, and hot, Ushna. Cold and hot represent the opposite ends of the spectrum, the extremes. Between the extremes, we find a continuum, and in Ayurveda, we're seeking to move along the continuum to a place of moderation. In recent years, I've seen the effects of people seeking extremes. Extreme sports, extreme heat for yoga asana, drinking extremely cold water for stimulation or relief, consuming extreme amounts of supplements and all kinds of things. Why do we look for extremes? Are we wanting to feel more alive? I've certainly done that in my past. In the 1970s, I heard about fasting, and that sounded like a great idea. And lo and behold, it was easy for me. Sometimes a few days on just water, or one day a week. I did that for many years. My Agni, or Digestifier, was already weak, and it made me feel light because Agni wasn't being taxed, and there wasn't much inside of me. But then, when it came time to eat, I felt miserable because I'd eat a lot. I couldn't digest things because Agni was getting weaker from the fasting, and I didn't understand how to take care of it. So temporarily, I would get that feeling I was looking for of lightness. But then I'd be back where I started, or in a worse position than before. Over time, vata was inching higher and higher with the influence of the weak agni and that lightness. Consider the human experience very much like a pendulum. The extremes on either edge are a moment in time that might seem fun, but they really don't last. And so the lasting satisfaction isn't there. Then we look for more stimulation, and we see nature's principle of like attracts like kick in. I started running back in the 1970s, and first it was a 10K, then marathons, and then 30-mile runs. And finally, I could see that it was consuming my life and creating tremendous imbalance, but there was a part of me that loved it. Once we get momentum going in a particular direction, it's easy to become attached to stuff, to food, to people. And then we get more imbalanced. Too much of anything usually results in some sort of impact on our health, both in the short and the long term. And if we start to pay attention, we can establish the cause and effect between our behavior and the result. Now, when we wise up to cause and effect, which is the karma, we can truly become our own healers. And this is why I feel it's really worthwhile to spend this year talking about the Gubbadi Gunas. Using the Gunas as a framework, we can better understand more about what affects us, how we can be empowered to make wise choices in life it can really put the art of living into a clear perspective. When we apply the other key principle from Ayurveda, opposite qualities bring balance. We encourage the body and mind to do what they know how to do. And this will point us towards sattva and that balanced place of satisfaction that we can all have. And each step along the way has an effect. So when we stop looking for the satisfaction in the extremes, the body and mind will come into alignment with our spirit and we begin to experience sattva, an ongoing smooth sense of satisfaction, peace and love. Each day we make choices that affect how we experience cold and hot in our lives. So let's look at some examples where the qualities of cold and hot, or cool and warm, come into play in life and how they affect us to further understand Ayurveda and ourselves. When we prepare a meal and we serve it while it's too hot, the food will burn the mouth and then the subtlety of the taste isn't well experienced. The experience could be much more satisfying. If the food is allowed to sit for about five minutes and cool a bit, the tastes, and it, which are the elements in it, they become friends. They combine, and we experience more satisfaction when we eat it. If the food is cold or raw, it's difficult to digest, as the cold will weaken agni, our digestive fire. And when the food is gently cooked, it wakes up the healing prana in the food And makes it more digestible. Now you've given yourself the gift of a more satisfying experience which will have favorable effects on your digestion and how you feel short and long term. Each food has a primary taste and that taste will have a heating or cooling effect on the body. There are some foods that are fairly neutral as well. For example, chili peppers are heating, and watermelon is cooling. These are fairly extreme and perhaps really obvious examples. But did you know that sesame oil is warming and coconut oil is cooling? So using coconut oil in the cold winter when your body is trying to stay warm is confusing for your body. We want to support the natural inclination of the body. Sesame oil in the winter can be a good choice for many people. Then, of course, it'll be important to consider the balance of the dosha as well. If a person has excess pitta and is overheated inside, then ghee or sunflower oil, both of which are fairly neutral, are better choices than sesame oil. But if a person feels cold inside, then the sesame oil or an olive oil will be good choices, along with ghee. When we eat in alignment with what the body's doing naturally, we experience satisfaction and can feel our best. After we eat a meal, the eyes heat up naturally. So, a nice practice is to pat a little cool water on them after eating, and it will support the longevity of the eyes. Hot and cold are in so many parts of our lives. Cold food or drink weakens our agni because it has the opposite quality of agni that's hot and fiery. Warm drinks work much better than cold drinks. A client came to me who'd started to feel like her digestion wasn't working well. She clearly had weakened agni. but She was a person who, by her constitution, should have a strong agni, and she conducted her life in a way that this weakening agni didn't make any sense. And after some discussion, I watched her pick up a fancy water bottle. So I asked her about it, and she raved about it because it kept her water cold all day long. And it was new for her. She had moved to a new place where the weather was much hotter. We took away the cold water, removing the cause, and her problems straightened out. Sometimes the solutions can be really simple. Abhyanga, the self-application of oil to the body, is another place where hot and cold come into play. If the oil is warm temperature, it will absorb into the skin more readily than a cool room temperature oil. If the oil itself is heating in its qualities, like sesame oil, then it's good for vata and kapha, and likely not the best choice for pitta constitution, or someone who's pitta predominant or someone who just tends to run hot or is imbalanced in that direction. Likewise, a coconut-based oil will be good for a Bianca on a hot-natured person in warm weather, but not for someone who feels cold. We get the best results for the body when the oil is in alignment with the direction that you want to go. Like attracts like, and opposite qualities bring balance when there is imbalance. Another example is when there's excess vata and someone feels very cold, taking a very warm shower or bath can be helpful. But if the person takes frequent burning hot showers or baths, it will give some temporary relief, but it actually increases the vata as the excess heat dehydrates the body and the cells become addicted to that stimulation of excess heat. Likewise, a person who's very hot inside, taking cold showers or baths, will get temporary relief, but it's not going to solve the problem because it will allow them to continue doing whatever is overheating them, and eventually a problem will result from that. When internal body temperature gets very high, there's inflammation, often from or indigestion. And this could be from any or all of the doshas. The same person may feel cold in the hands and feet from imbalance of vata-dosha. The colors of the clothing we wear are also warming and cooling, and they can be a reflection of the vibration that's happening in our aura. Have you ever gone to the closet and and you look and you think, gosh, you know, I never wear this particular thing and maybe it's because there's not a harmony in that vibration. Blues and whites are more cooling, and greens, browns, reds, purples, and yellow are more warming. The colors actually relate to the vibrational qualities of the doshas, the elements. Notice how you feel the next time you put on certain colors. Our experience of hot and cold also comes into play when we're dressing for the weather. We have cool mornings here that require more clothing. By midday, it's quite warm and it requires much less clothing. If I layer up in the morning, I can start taking layers off through the day and I may not have to change all of my clothes frequently. (laughs) Or I might have to. It's interesting to watch how different people dress for the same weather Some require much less clothing, and this has everything to do with the doshas and their current state of imbalance. The doshas have their heating and cooling qualities. Vata and kapha being cold when in excess, and pitta becoming hot when in excess. It can show in our emotions, where we can be cold and resistant toward a new idea, or excessive in the heat of passion neither of which bring much satisfaction. Learning to observe ourselves without judgment is a great stepping-off point. When we allow ourselves the extremes, it gives us clarity for what is possible. It's in the mid-range where we find our truth. Can you see how learning to consciously recognize the Gunas and the role they play in our lives, it can support us to make choices that align with nature and our higher self, bringing great results? It's really quite a common sense system, isn't it? We feel better, we make better choices for ourselves and perpetuate more great things in life. And this is how to work with your constitution. Much different than making choices because someone came up with a statistic or something from laboratory research. So your assignment for this month is to be observant in your experience of the hot and cold and warm and cool in your life. See where you might move toward the middle ground of moderation. Let us know how it goes on our social media. We'd love to hear from you. Here's a few updates from us at Hale Pule. I'll be in Australia next month making stops in Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, and Byron Bay. I'm offering a series of Ayurveda and yoga workshops for diverse areas of life, including preparing for motherhood, healing from addictions and digestive issues, uh, integrating the principles of Ayurveda into yoga practice and yoga teaching. If you're in Australia, I do hope to see you there. You can sign up for workshops on our website, hollypullet.com. In other news, you'll soon find our Live Ayurveda and Yoga app in the App Store. It's packed with good stuff like instructional Ayurveda and Yoga videos and podcasts and guided meditations and exclusive recipes and guides and audiobooks. It's a guide in your pocket that will support you to easily integrate Ayurveda and yoga into your daily life and experience the state of vitality and well-being that is your true nature. Stay tuned to our social media for details on the upcoming release. We're on Facebook, and you can find us on Instagram at H-A-L-E underscore P-U-L-E. Until next time. Join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule. Pule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.